time being seven o'clock, I call the January 4th, 2023 meeting of the Franklin Town Council to order. Please pause for a moment of silence. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Nice job, guys. <laughs> uh, announcements from the chair. All citizens are now welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Meetings are live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Recording Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29 and Recordings in Progress. <laughs> uh, in an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone, or you may click the Zoom link that is on the posted agenda on the town's website. The call-in number is 929-205-6099. And you need to enter the meeting ID number, which is 861-4238-3425. Then you hit the pound sign. Once again, the meeting ID is 861-4238-3425, and then the pound sign. If residents are just interested in watching the meeting, it will also be live streamed by Franklin TV. Citizens' comments. Citizens are welcome to express their views for up to three minutes on a matter that is not on the agenda. The council will not engage in a dialogue or comment on a matter during, raised during citizens' comments. The town council will give remarks appropriate consideration and may ask the town administrator to review the matter. Is there anyone in council chambers that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Is there? Yes. What? Is it, is it, I haven't gotten the phone. Not in the And is there anyone out in Zoom land that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? It's Rachel. Rachel, if you just Hi. identify yourself, please. Name and address. My name, thank you. My name is Rachel Plukas. I live on Anchorage Road here in Franklin. And I'd just like to take a quick moment to welcome you guys to 2023, serving uh, the town of Franklin. Uh, I also serve as the Democratic Town Committee Chair. I am speaking as an individual but I wanna really thank the entire group here for regardless of uh, political affiliation or uh, regardless of uh, your work towards the committee. You've really been uh, a responsive group 
you guys, uh, I, I expect even more in 2023, but it's, uh, I want to thank you for your hard work in the last year. Thank you, Rachel. Is there anyone else out in Zoom land that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? I think we're clear. Okay, moving on. Uh, next item on the agenda is approval of minutes. I'd entertain a motion to approve the minutes from November 30th, 2022. So moved. Second. Motion is second. Discussion, additions, deletions. <clears throat> Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Now entertain a motion to approve the minutes from December 14th, 2022. So moved. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, additions, deletions. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve the minutes from December 14th. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay. Next item on the agenda, the most important item on the agenda this evening, yes. uh, under proclamations and recognitions, we're here tonight to recognize uh, and to give a proclamation to the Franklin Panthers fourth grade football team. And I'd ask Councilor Cormier Ledger to, first of all, I'd ask the team to come forward. Don't <laughs> 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 And where's your head coach? I'm ready. <laughs> you guys excited? Yeah! Welcome to our town council meeting. This is a really big deal to be able to celebrate you guys and this huge win. Let you know how proud the town is. Not of your accomplishments for you and your coaches and your parents and it was an honor for me to recommend this citation for you guys to the council which was approved and i'm going to read it and then i'm going to give it to your coach and then we're going to take a few pictures okay all right so the proclamation honoring the 2022 fourth grade franklin panthers youth football team on winning the 2022 Eastern Massachusetts Super Bowl and Massachusetts State Championship. Whereas the fourth grade Franklin Panthers youth football team led by head coach Steve Gatewood ended its regular season undefeated with an 8-0 record, shutting out six teams, outscoring their opponents by 315 points, and entered the Eastern Mass playoffs as the number one seed and whereas the Panthers won the Eastern Mass Super Bowl on November 13th, 2022 against a pretty tough opponent, the highly competitive North Attleboro team with a score of 12 to 6. And whereas the Panthers went on to compete for the state title against the previously undefeated Central Mass Super Bowl champs, the Worcester Cowboys, on November 19th, 2022, 
where led by their lockdown defense, the Panthers shut out the Cowboys with a score of 27 to nothing to win state championship. And whereas these 28 outstanding boys consistently demonstrated hard work, determination, teamwork, and discipline, which proved to be the key to their success all season long. And whereas in addition to winning the Eastern Mass Super Bowl and state championship, the fourth grade Panthers used their end of season banquet to collect toys for the Franklin Police toy drive. Now therefore be it known that the fourth grade Franklin Panthers youth football team is hereby commended by your town council of the town of Franklin and congratulated on winning the 2022 Eastern Massachusetts Super Bowl and state championship. And it's signed by my friend back there, Tom Mercer, our chair, and it's dated today, January 4th, 2022. Congratulations. <laughs> meeting of January 4th, uh, 2023. Those are kind of the really good things that we get to do every once yeah. in a while. So uh, uh, it's great to have the young people coming for us and so we can recognize their achievements. Okay, moving on. Uh, okay, let's go. There are no appointments, no hearings, li no license transactions. We go right to presentations and discussions. And the first one is National Register Historic Districts in Franklin. Uh, this uh, presentation was put together by Vicki Earls, Franklin Public Library. Jamie, I'll let you do the leading. Sure. So thank you, Mr. Chairman, through you to council. So a couple quick notes. Uh, unfortunately, um, uh, Vicki is not able to attend tonight uh, due to an illness um, and you know obviously we've had a couple of uh, technological issues we did come in yesterday uh, as a team with Franklin TV and we did uh, in fact uh, do a run-through presentation did work without any type of um, uh, echoing effect but it became evident to Franklin TV and others that the way that it was taped um, and I'm not going to ask Mickey to do it again. <laughs> but the way that it was taped uh, was just done on a softer microphone and a lower volume. So when everybody's hearing the lower volume in the chamber, it is true. These two speakers in the front are actually designed not to be louder than the ones in the back. That's the way the room's designed. Um, but um, unfortunately, she's unable to attend tonight. Um, and uh, Felicia's here. I just wanted to take a few minutes. Um, we've put the link in the agenda. I'm sure many, many of you, if not all of you, have, have watched the 20-minute show. Um, we're not going to be able to play it here in the way that it was designed, but Felicia's going to talk about some of the impact really quickly it's already had, because unbeknownst to us, um, by local standards, it's already kind of gone viral, and a lot of people uh, and stakeholders in the community um, uh, have been aware of it and have been calling the library about it and been meeting with uh, the staff, uh, Dickie's absence while she was ill last week. and. Um, Oh, thanks, Cody. Yeah, it does work. It does work. Um, the volume's really low. 
Um, I, I just want to make a couple quick points. This was a council goal this year, and the reason why it was a council goal um, was because uh, Vicki had unearthed some incredible uh, information about Franklin's history. And one thing, when I got here uh, eight years ago, um, and I think a lot of people in the community are unaware of this, um, is that there are two nationally registered historic districts in the town of Franklin, and they're labeled right up here on the slide. Uh, the Franklin Common Historic District is a nationally recognized historic district uh, in 2005. Uh, it was approved by the federal government. And the first one is the one I think most people don't are, are unaware of, um, the Dean Junior College Historic District. Um, and, and one of the reasons why uh, we wanted to do this presentation as well, or at least get the history out there um, with this incredible narration uh, and video by Vicki, was to help educate everybody about um, really that there is a lot of incredibly uh, rich uh, history in the town, which we all know, but when you're on the National Register of Historic Places, that really puts it up into another level. And the districts are large. It encompasses a lot of buildings, a lot of homes uh, on School Street and adjacent streets and the feeder streets in addition to the common. And I hope everybody gets a chance um, to take the 20 minutes to watch the video because uh, in the future, I know the Community Preservation Committee has talked in their master plan about trying to look at potential signage um, or landmarks, really showcasing the fact that we have this incredible downtown character and rich history that maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with. And when you really uh, look at the center of town, I think we all know it, uh, but if you really go around to the Concords and Lexingtons and the, a lot of other communities, they have incredible plaques, um, they have incredible markers to designate that you're on the National Register of Historic Places, and the town of Franklin has none, literally. There are no real markers visibly on sidewalks or on buildings. One of the things we are gonna do with the Red Brick Schoolhouse is when that renovation is done, is look to make sure that it's marked on the National Register of Historic Places. Um, and we like the support of obviously the community, the council, the finance committee, CPC, and others to really look at what we can possibly do to make sure people really know um, that our downtown uh, streets uh, and neighborhoods are really part of a much larger historical context, uh, not just here or Massachusetts or New England, but really nas nationally, um, which is really cool. So um, that's my kind of quick um, you know, few minutes, uh, again, Vicki did an amazing job on this, and I think Felicia uh, just had a couple of words, if you don't mind, Mr. Chair. Uh, Felicia had a couple of words on behalf of the presentation as well. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you guys for this opportunity. Unfortunately, that Vicki's not here to speak to the amazing work that she's done. Jamie summarized it so well. The goals were twofold to give information out to the community that we have these valuable assets, not only the assets, but that also we have these two historic districts, you know. And uh, also the second part of this was then to get a group together, you know, if it's made of library, the Historical Commission, Dean College, to see how we can better promote and write grants to maintain some of these historic assets that we have for the future generation. But I have to add that we did such a phenomenal job. And as Jamie says, please, when you take time, uh, listen to it, you agree with us. That is very informative, it's very inspirational. You have a sense of pride. It not only links us to our past, 
but I've never seen such rich cultural heritage in one town. Every story we say about the town links to the other, and every story is compelling by its own right. So I think that this would definitely, if we can harness these assets, it would definitely bring people into town. It's environmentally too safe in that. If the people who live in the homes know that they can have access to grants, it's not just about us. It's about the people who live in these magnificent, beautiful treasures to know if we can help them with the information that they can obtain grants to maintain these treasures. It is also a good thing for the community. So please, take the time. We'll be glad to answer any question. I want to say, as usual, the community is already listening to it, and we're getting really good feedback, which is very good for all of the work that Vicky has put into this. You know, they love it. They say it's very well done. Some of them did not know that the historical districts existed, and some of them did, but are happy that we're finally getting the word out to the community. We live in a very beautiful community. The landscapes, the historical structures, and just everything about Franklin is golden because of our history. Thank you. Thank you, Felicia. Any questions or comments from the council? Councilor Chandler. Just a quick one, Mr. Chairman. Um, thank you to uh, Vicki Earls, obviously. I'm sure everyone feels that way. Um, what struck me of this whole thing basically was that um, in 1865 at Dean Academy building, uh, that must have been just like wow back then, just incredible. Just, and I walked by it a million times and I, I don't think I really appreciated it until I, I started looking at it in, that, in the video. And um, I, I just hope people watch it and that's one thing that just struck, stuck out to me was that building. Because think about this downtown in 1865. It was, you know, there was nothing really. That was a big building and it was pretty impressive. So that was it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Councilor Chandler. Councilor Hamlin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, through the chair. Thank you, Felicia, for being here and for Vicki for putting this together. I do have a question about um, the local, um, the future considerations are like this. Um, it's almost like um, to preserve and protect the and to um, limit what can be done in there. Are these things already being? Um, do we already have these restrictions on in the the district, or like how do we make sure that it's protected? I guess my question. Maybe it's for Jamie, but <laughs> or Felicia knows. Look, well, that's what we're hoping that this is step two, phase two. Okay. Yes. Yeah. To get it group together, and we know, you know the historical commission want to get all the stakeholders together and then move forward with those, all of those. Okay, and yes. then create this yes. sort of list and what, what, who's protected. Through the chair. So you have the National Register, which is basically maybe tax benefits to individual property owners, there's uh, a status involved, uh, but there's no restrictions per se. And Massachusetts has a general law for setting up individual historic districts, which are governed by a historic district commission, and then can be as restrictive as the community wants to make the bylaw. 
generally that involves, it's a process, and certainly involves a, a lengthy uh, soliciting from property owners and stakeholders. Uh, that's the kind of thing you see in places like Salem, Beacon Hill. Nantucket. Yeah. Those right. kinds yeah. of places. Yeah. Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you, Felicia um, and Vicki. This is yeah. great. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Chairman. Councilor Sheridan? Yeah, that was going to be my comment. I'd like to see the historical commission, district commission. And yeah, Councilor Plager. Through the chair. Um, just because we're in a district does not mean that everything in that district is on the national <clears throat> register, right? Right. Okay. <clears throat> as far as I knew, there were only two places that was Dean College and the library that was listed on the um, the National Register, thank you. What? Right or wrong? No, no, no. The, the, the Dean Junior College Historical District, all of the homes that are listed under that, those districts, she did identify them. So everything is listed. The Franklin Common has over 80 homes listed under that district, but most of them are residential dwellings. So, Council Plager, if you look up at the screen, this is an example. All of those properties are actually on the National Register. You know, yeah. That is actually, ironically, that's how Vicki called me out <laughs> at a meeting on the Red Brick Schoolhouse renovation, and I said the same thing you did, uh, Councilor Pellegri, and she sent me a five-page memo saying I was completely wrong. And I said, wow. And I went, hallelujah. And I said, hey, Vicki, maybe we could, and it was amazing. I was like blown away by the email, and I know she'll never write me that email again, because then I asked her to do this, but, but, but I was so, I was truly like moved to think like everything in the boundaries of the district actually is on the National Register. So if you look at yes. this, there's some residential dwellings that I think all of you are familiar with, um, and some statues and some other properties and monuments, all of that is actually on the National Register. You are correct that you could designate a building or a park or a certain structure on the National Register, but those are just on the National Register of Historic Places, they're not a district. No. Like maybe um, they just have to be in right. They just happen right. Yes. <clears throat> when did we um, vote the districts? So this district that we're talking about was created in two thousand and five. Two thousand and five. Okay. Um, I remember and being having it said that um, it's great to be on the register. The only problem is. Now you have to follow the state rules and regulations, exactly. and you can't do anything to the buildings. Now, well, say who, but I see a building up there and renovations, and okay. No, no, no. You're not being interrupted unless you'd like to be okay. interrupted. <laughs> so then we know that these places have to come before. Who do they come before? The town. The Okay. Attorney Sorrell. So the national, the historic district, there's no restrictions per se. If you're individual, if you put your own house, for instance, on the register, then you're restricted for exterior work to complying with the rules of the Secretary of the Interior relating to historic structures. Then, as I alluded to a moment ago, there's a totally separate state process 
that allows you to set up a district of whatever size you want and which is very restrictive in so far as you can fall uh, uh, to the outside appearance and certainly the houses and all are very there's a strong legal structure for preserving them uh, that's a whole separate process as I said but that's a state statute versus this is a federal process thank you but um, what about the old museum down on Washington Street is that in it's not in a district but is it a historic uh, is it on the historic register it is not it is not so that's why we're able to do what we're doing down there although they're not going to be changing the outside of it correct the council made the choice as all of you know but for the folks at home to uh, put those preservation restrictions on the exterior and that was our choice okay and we could do that without putting it on the register exactly correct was there any other buildings that we should be considering maybe I'm trying to think uh, generally that's a lengthy process I can't think of any um, but I'm sure the Historical Commission might have some uh, you know some way in that I know we gave them a list four years ago five years ago of the oldest homes in town and some of those and you know they'll have, they'd have to go through their own process to say you know we'd like to preserve this house here the, the, the caveat with that comes is usually money involved <laughs> and you know obviously if you're gonna ask a homeowner to preserve their house um, to, to Patrick's uh, question a moment ago, the Historic District Commission, that's where the tough stuff comes because then the infamous stories are like Nantucket where they, you have to go through a whole district committee to get your color of your shutters approved, right? Your door, your landscaping. I mean, those are very extreme examples, but that's a historic district in the downtown of Nantucket and you can't do anything to the exterior of your property without a committee approving it. So um, Franklin does not have any of those yet. Um, and if the Historical Commission deemed another building of historical significance, the town could certainly go through that process. And that would be if they wanted it to be on the register. Exactly. Yes. Correct. Yep. Okay. Because oh, I just want to make sure I'm saying it right. Those places are not on the register. They're in the district. Correct. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Pulley. Councilor Sheridan? Correct me wrong, but being in the register is a nice thing. It doesn't do much, right? What? Being on the register doesn't really. Like I said, it may be tax advantages to individual property owners, but the flip side is uh, once you're on the National Register of Historic Places, you are then bound if you do any work to the exterior okay. of the house to comply with the uh, federal regulations. I'm also friends. Congrats. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Councilor DeLorco. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you to you, Mr. Chair. Um, I was curious, I remember back at the 225th anniversary, they were trying to get Union Street Cemetery. Is that on the National Register? No. I'm surprised. I thought it was. Yes. I was just surprised I didn't see it here. I thought oh, right here. Is this the one you're talking about, Bobby? For Union Street? No, the cemetery, the Union Street Cemetery. I know, I forget her name and she's since passed, but she was trying and she, I thought she was pretty close. 
to get down on the national list. She directs them to the website to see or she just gives she just gave a few examples but she Okay, I was just kinda of curious. I thought yeah. I even thought there's a sign up there too. Oh so what Felicia's saying is there's a list that's on the on the library website with every parcel. Oh, okay. Right here's only a sample of buildings and pictures. Oh, okay. that but there's a website, and it's pretty. It's it's a lot larger than people think. Right. Yes. So the cemetery is probably in that. That's what you mentioned. Okay. I would imagine that. All right, no problem. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Dorco. Councilor Jones. <clears throat> Just a curious question. Point of, point of clarification. Um, so any house that is listed on the um, on this pres preservation list, they once the building is deemed uh, historical, now is it? Uneligible for sale to be demolished and turned into another house. Is that, in other words, is it the preservation of the building as a whole, owned, or is it just specific to the property owner? I'm confused as to once the building is deemed historical, it's no longer eligible to change. So there's multiple layers to that question. So does this, first of all, again, put the federal over here to yeah. offer appearances and anything else. The local level, you've got the state if you had a historic district, and then, oh, by the way, we also already have on the books a historic demolition delay. Right. And that's based on the age of houses and then determination by the historic commission whether or not they have value that involves an attempt to preserve them. It's not an absolute, but it's a, it's a tool in the box of preservation. Didn't that just occur with the recent approval by the Historical Commission for the building downtown? As a matter of fact, wasn't that a, a topic of discussion that came up that you had to review it based on the insane? Which insane, building are we talking about? The, the building immediately across from the gas station that's, got, that's being proposed to be. Yeah. Uh, supposedly that. like the 12 East Central or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. the, the bylock <coughs> at least kicks in with the age of the building and then that at least triggers a review and a determination whether there is any independent historic or architectural significance that would warrant a demolition delay. Uh, ultimately, uh, a property owner or a developer can wait you out. You can't absolutely preserve it. As opposed to the historic district where you do have uh, rights to preserve the exterior of uh, homes. That's, much, that's the strongest a, a set of legal uh, uh, tools available. Right. Okay. Thank you for the explanation. Thank you, Any other questions or comments? Again, Felicia, thank you, and obviously a big thank you to Vicky, uh, Vicky Earls for putting this together. Uh, it's great. I, I've I've watched it. It's uh, really really interesting. Uh, information and I would just say to the entire community take a few minutes uh, go on to the library website and listen to this it's it's really a great presentation so thank you and thank you to Vicki okay moving on next item on the agenda town council two-year goals update Town administrator. 
I'll set Mr. Chairman. Let's <laughs> uh, try, though. I'm going to do them as fast as I can. I'm going to do them in bulk. Uh, the list is here. Obviously, I'm sure uh, there might be a few questions. But for the folks watching at home, um, you know, it looks like, from what I can see, the vast majority, if not all, the financial goals have been uh, achieved already. Uh, the Economic Development Committee is working through and has completed a handful of goals and has also created an outline uh, for the rest of the year. Um, and there's some updates on, on those projects. Uh, most of the DPW goals uh, are complete or at least you know, working in progress or so there's been some successes. Um, at least each goal has been uh, looked at and we've worked on it and created some progress on each one. Um, the facilities goals are also in progress, I think as we were just talking about history. Uh, the big one on here uh, is the Redbrook Schoolhouse renovation. Um, and then tonight we're considering uh, some charges for the police station as well as the Davis there school reuse. Uh, and then in general government, um, you know, a lot of those uh, have seen a lot of progress on ex uh, public way acceptances, uh, certainly uh, some green community presentation and a few others that um, still need a little bit of help. There's a couple of projects on here, including the demo deletion delay by law review, uh, as well as the uh, Spring Street decommission. Those are very, very complicated items. Um, and sometimes uh, on the case of the Spring Street, uh, the solar farm is not 100% uh, done yet, and so we can't really move forward on that until that's complete. Um, the demolition delay by law, uh, we have to engage the historical commission on that, so that's certainly uh, something to do. Um, and then on presentations and discussions, I added on here uh, the ones that were complete. We just finished one, uh, thanks to Vicki. Uh, and then there's a few more that uh, we have scheduled. I've talked to uh, the various entities that are associated with those in terms of the Charles River Pollution Control District because I know everybody cannot wait to hear about sewer, uh, but it is really important to every resident. Um, and also uh, the Medicom and Public Health Alliance, we've got those scheduled um, later on uh, in February and then the Pollution Control District later in the summer. Um, and most of the rest of the uh, goals will be complete. So, you know, all in all, Mr. Chairman, I think uh, between the council's support, uh, the staff in uh, our office, in the uh, school district, um, in ARPA. In ARPA. Yeah. <laughs> Can't forget yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty good. I think we're all in really good shape. You know, if anybody has any questions on where things stand, happy to answer. If there's any priorities that need to move around. Happy to uh, have the council talk about them tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Questions or comments from the council? Council Hamlin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Jamie, I was just thinking like we need to add a few more things on here because we've got everything done already. Um, yeah. One of the things I That's wanted it. to, when I was, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, one of the things I wanted to let everybody know that you know I work with people from and municipal um, official standings across the state and uh, it is amazing how much we actually get done here compared to other communities in the state and I just want to make sure people understand that we have a great team and, and we're really lucky to have them. I was wondering about the, uh, if we could add a presentation or some kind of information from Mike D'Angelo about the food recycling program that was in the news. Um, I know that he just started it it's just in one of the schools or two schools and he wants to move it through other schools but I think that would be really interesting to talk about um, and I'm really excited about Kendall Circle getting re finished because <laughs> resurfaced because it's a mess up there um, but it, 
I mean, I think we're doing, you're doing a great job, and I think we've got a lot of stuff done, so it's really good. And I'm excited about, you know, the open space master plan. <laughs> so that, that's like the next thing, right? Um, but thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councillor Handler. Councillor Frangelo. Sure, yeah, the, this, this is great. I'll echo the, the praise, and it's good to see them all together. There's a lot I'm excited about, so I, I told myself I'd just elevate one. Uh, and that was going to be the net zero plan. You happen to be getting, it's okay to roll your eyes. I, I uh, am taking a course on uh, climate change and regional planning, and I just wrote a 26-page paper analyzing Natick's uh, net zero plan, um, which is a you know, community of similar size to ours, and they did a very impressive job, and that was through working with MAPC, and it was through um, EEA technical assistance grants. So I think that that is feasible, um, and that there are people out there who want to help, and examples of it already being done at similar size communities with similar considerations as to what would you know, reach, uh, you know, what steps would need to be taken. Um, so I think that that can be done. Um, it's not as intimidating as it might look. Um, and when you go to the high school, it's the, it's the number one issue that uh, students are interested in. I, I just say, um, we debate, I, I agree with Kobe uh, to the most extent. The thing I would say is, um, Marco retired. Uh, Mike's a team of one right yeah. now. Um, I, I will say that um, we're in the process of posting for both deputies, both for the deputy director of engineering as well as the deputy director of maintenance and trades to manage um, all the contractors. Um, our hope, and certainly I know talking to the superintendent will be a part of those interviews because the schools are a big part of it. Um, you know, I think we all believe and hope that we can find a candidate for the deputy director of engineering that has either a deep background, some level of interest, whatever it might be. It's a tough job market right now uh, to find somebody that uh, is perfect, but. Um, I think from an energy manager perspective, I think that that's going to be a big feature of that deputy director of engineering piece. Um, I'm not going to go, I don't know if I can get to net zero or what, um, but I think that that person will at least be able to put in uh, the time and effort to put in that planning exercise that Natick did and I know some other towns have done. And so when that person gets on and gets acclimated, I think that's going to be a big feature of their job for sure. So we hope that that position will be able to move that ball down the field a little bit more and find out if it's grant money or technical assistance or whether we have to fund something. I'm sure it wasn't free for Natick. I'm sure somebody had to do some work to put it all together um, and, uh, and figure that out. I think as we've talked about before, um, and I'd be curious to see your white paper, um, I, I would put our town up against them on town facilities sure. any day of the week. Um, I think where the big challenge for Franklin's gonna be is really cars. And that's clearly going to be the piece, mm -hmm. and that's a private decision. I think that what Natick has done—I haven't read it, by the way—so I'd be really interested to see it. But you know, how are they incentivizing? How are they getting their citizens into either electric vehicles or no vehicles? I think. I, I, am I am I on? Yeah, I think on the right track. Is that, that a big really part right. of the net zero plan? Yeah, the energy efficiency. We're ahead of them on transportation. There are just decisions that we could be making. Right. That, that's most of it. Yeah. Super. Well said. Yeah. Thank you, Councilor Fondeau. Councilor Cormier-Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> First of all, congratulations, Jamie, and all the department heads and volunteer committees for all the hard work in making this impressive list come together. Um, to echo the comments that have already been said, it's, it's just pretty impressive. I, I recognize that it's a huge amount of work. I'm wondering if this four-page document um, 
Jamie, could this be just sub like taken out of the minutes and created as a PDF so that as counselors we can share it with constituents if asked? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll send that around. That would be yes. Okay, that would be great. Thank yeah, you. We'll, I'll, I'll send it around to everybody tomorrow. Yeah, it's a separate PDF anyway. Right. Yeah, so just a separate piece would yeah. be great. Sure. Yes. You know, we could have. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. That's all. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Cormier Ledger. Councilor Chandler. Through you, Mr. Chairman. To Jamie. Um, first, yeah, go. You guys, all these goals, we've been pecking away at all of them. It's, they look great. Most of them are done. Um, the only thing I think people might have some interest in, it's actually part of the EDC, um, the branding and marketing. Where we're at with that, it looked like you were going to get money. We got money. $50,000 grant. <laughs> yeah. I gave Rep Roy, I think, yeah. credit in here somewhere. Yeah. I'm trying to find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was in the uh, final economic development bill, I believe. Um, um, unfortunately, the state decided to create yet another portal that our staff have to fill out. Um, and just so everybody knows, in my one second of snarkiness, <laughs> I just think the state knows we're at 355 East Central Street. I don't know how many more times I have to enter this data in. Um, so maybe someday uh, Representative Roy can get one portal for every state agency up there. But we're in like 50 portals. And of course, the governor on the way out the door had to, fill up, had to ask us to go into another portal. Uh, I feel like I'm on a portal to the moon um, with all these portals, but we did apply for the money um, and we did get a message back from uh, Economic Development Agency um, that it is going to take them a while to go through all of those uh, appropriations to get out to the communities. I just want everybody to know, the minute we got the email, we filled out the forms, we sent in the application, I got a reply right away. Um, and then the marketing piece, and then beyond that, once we get the money, we have to hire a third party to work with Lily and some other staff to work on that. The $50,000 probably won't be enough, um, but uh, make no mistake, a branding process like that is, an ex is a very, very time-intensive piece with a lot of different opinions, and that's something that you really, we need to make sure there's a lot of community engagement on. But um, thanks to Rep Roy and, and his staff and everybody for at least getting us the start money and the seed money, and I would hope to have that in hand probably by the spring, from what they told us. Great. Thanks for the yeah. update. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Chandler. Any other questions or comments? Uh, Councilor Jones. Yeah? One is um, the COVID pandemic is right now the status complete. There's been at the school kind of an uptick in COVID cases, and even some local businesses in Boston are already starting to put on masks and restricting uh, access to certain places. And it, it, it's this. Uh, this, in my opinion, should really be ongoing. I guess Overwatch in regards to the status of COVID to our officers. Through you, sir. So um, I put that on as complete, more as a psychological end to this. Um, I think we all, in some ways, try. We all need to, to some degree, move on. Uh, but that being said, the Medicom and Public Health District will be in here hopefully February. Um, they're going to be at the Finance Committee in February, I think at the last meeting of the Council in February or early March, I can't remember. Uh, Kathy Liberty, we have the epidemiologist and we have the public health nurse, both down at the Senior Center uh, in that office to do multiple things, but one of the things they do do is, is COVID reports to us on a, on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. 
And so we are certainly keeping uh, uh, track of it. There's no question about that. We have not come from what I've seen any data. The schools may be a different situation. I can't speak for them. That's a school committee decision and a superintendent decision. But in terms of the rest of the community, there's certainly no guidance from the Department of Public Health um, or from our epidemiologist or nurse or Board of Health suggesting any additional uh, requirements or policies or mandates of any sort. Um, I think the numbers are ticking up, but I think if you still look at them, they are a fraction of what was you know, a couple years ago. So um, I haven't had any recommendations come through them. Um, so uh, I can't speak for the schools. All right. Just one more thing, Mr. Chairman. Discussion, just to add, like Councilor Hamlet mentioned, one more point of discussion, if we could, towards the bottom of it, if possible. I noticed you put on a uh, discussion about the use of Maple Hill property. Mm. Uh, would it be, would 2023 be too premature to talk about the use, potential use of Schmidt's farm? Mr. Chair, I think both of those are going to come before you with the open space recreation plan. Excuse me, and um, and so the I think the conservation commission started that a couple months ago, mm -hmm. and they're doing a huge public outreach campaign. And they'll, they're going to they're scheduled to come in. I think Councilor Sheridan also asked for the conservation commission to come in, so I scheduled that I think late April. Um, so they should be coming in to talk about all those issues in late April. Perfect. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yes. Any other questions or comments? <clears throat> I just have two quick ones. Uh, again, uh, the branding and marketing analysis. I think that's something that you know. Uh, I know we're waiting on those on those dollars, but uh, I hope we're putting ourselves in a position to move immediately upon receipt of those uh, to get the process started. And is there anything that we can already be doing? that isn't costly. For you, Mr. Chair, uh, I think the EDC has to kind of somehow line up to have to start those discussions. Yeah. This is an EDC item, so at some point, I think um, the EDC is going to have to tackle that. Um, you know, at least so you and know, I know what we're talking and about. And I know their list is long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know the list. Uh, <laughs> but it. maybe maybe we can, you know, adjust a couple of things when that does come to, uh, when those dollars do become available. The other piece is the decommission process on Spring Street. What's holding that? So at the top of Spring Street, we're getting a parking lot um, mm -hmm. out of the solar farm. And so once that all gets done, you know, we can start uh, talking to the Commonwealth. I mean, ultimately the public way goes to the state forest. Right. So uh, between Mark, um, the DPW town attorney, just so everybody home knows, um, and the DPW, we have to sit down with the Department of Conservation and Recreation and start to talk to them about um, how you go about decommissioning a road. It's not a road, as you know. Yeah. It's barely a path. Um, <laughs> just pure rocks is probably what it is. Um, uh, it, it's a laborious process. It's, it's not going to be easy, but we got to work with the state on that. So that, of course, slows everything down. But we have to wait first uh, until the entire solar farm is done. The parking lot is turned over to the town because that parking lot is intended to be the, the premier kiosk and entranceway. What we're trying to do is take away the road so that that parking lot becomes the entranceway into the state forest so more people can enjoy Spring Street, not as a road, but as an actual path. And we need investments from the state 
to clean up that, that road into a path. So it just takes a lot of coordination from a lot of people who have no time to do it. <laughs> That's really what's holding it up. Understood. Yeah. I can tell you in 1964, I drove that in a car. And you got to the other side. From Spring Street, and it comes out across the street from Garlic Farms right. front door. Yeah. And we got through and the car was down. <laughs> But it was, was fine. But it was fine. And it was a great And we moment. got to say that we did it. <laughs> uh, Council Pleader? Um, I just wanted to make mention that Spring Street is an accepted street in the town of Brian. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah. For a long time, people didn't think that. But when it we looked it up one time, it certainly was. Okay. And through you, Mr. Chair, that, that also will come off, off. our Chapter 90 right. uh, piece. So there's some pluses and minuses that we have to work out with the state. And work out a deal somehow so that that doesn't, you know, the good the good effort we're doing doesn't take doesn't penalize us anyway. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. Okay, moving on. Uh, legislation for action. Bylaw amendment 22-888, Chapter 170, Vehicles and Traffic, Section 170-22, Subsection A. Location of stop signs, second reading. Clerk will read the bylaw amendment. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is bylaw amendment 22 888, Chapter 170 Vehicles and Traffic. A bylaw to amend the Code of the Town of Franklin and Chapter 170 Vehicles and Traffic, Article uh, 6. Traffic regulations in sections 170 22, subsection A. Being enacted by the Franklin Town Council, the Chapter 170 Code of the Town of Franklin. Uh, Franklin Vehicles and Traffic Article 6, Traffic Regulations. This say by amendment and or deleted by adding the following text in appropriate alphabetical order at subsection 170-22, subsection A. Subsection 170-22, location of stop signs. The erection of maintenance of official stop signs are authorized by the Town Council as follows. Stop sign by uh, Brandywine Road, direction travels eastbound at the intersection of Populatic Street, Charles Drive, Eastbound Brandywine Road in Union Meadows Lane, eastbound Upper Union Street. This bylaw amendment shall become effective in accordance with the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Charter. Move bylaw amendment 22 888. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion. Jamie? Through you, Mr. Chairman, through the Council, this is just the second final reading of the bylaw that was approved in December. Questions or comments from the Council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve bylaw amendment 22-888. A majority roll call votes required. Clerk will call the roll. Okay, Mr. Chairman. Amblin. Yes. Allegri. Yes. Delarco. Yes. Kwame uh, uh, Ledger. Yes. Chandler. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yep, Sheridan. Yes. Angelo, myself. Yes. Yes. Chair. Yes. My apologies for that. Motion carries. Resolution 23-01. Authorization for intermunicipal agreement with Tri-County Regional Vocational Technical High School for Franklin to provide it with a school resource officer. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is resolution 2301. 
Authorization of Intermunicipal Agreement with Tri-County Regional Vocational Technical High School for Franklin to provide it with a social resource officer, whereas Tri-County Regional Vocational Technical High School school is in need of a police officer to perform the services of school resource officer, and whereas the town of Franklin, the town currently employs police officer who performs the services of school resource officer for town, and the town is willing to make said person available to the school to perform said services for school in consideration of school's payment of compensation to town, and whereas the proposed arrangement will be to the subject of written intermunicipal agreements between the town and the school, the draft copy of which is attached to as Exhibit 1, would benefit both governmental entities. And whereas the intermunicipal agreement is governed by the provisions of General Law Chapter 40, Section 4A, which requires that each governmental entity authorize this agreement. Now, therefore, we resolve that the Town Council, Town of Franklin, hereby authorizes the Town Administrator pursuant to General Law Chapter 40, Section 4A, to negotiate and execute an intermunicipal agreement with Tri County Vocational Technical High School in substantially the form attached here to as Exhibit 1, which with agreement will provide the town to provide Franklin Police Officer to school, provide services as a school resource officer and for town to receive compensation therefore, provided that the said agreement may contain such other terms and conditions as the town administrator determines to be in the town's best interest. This resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the town of Franklin Home Rule Charter. Move resolution 23-01. Second. Motion and the second. Discussion, Jamie. Uh, through you, Mr. Chairman, to the council, this is just reauthorizing uh, a three-year agreement between the town and Tri-County to provide them with a student resource officer like we have at the high school. I think the program has worked out great between both uh, Franklin and for Tri-County. Um, and so um, that's it. Thank you. Questions or comments from the council? Councilor Cormier-Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, to the town administrator. So this is a shared resource officer. They provide services to Franklin High School and the Tri-County, is that correct? That's correct. And how much time is split between each? 50-50. And, and I guess this is to the chief. We're finding that the, the time allotment is suitable and that the, the needs of both schools are being met. Through you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, yes, uh, we've had it for three years. Um, before this, we did not have a school resource officer to, uh, dedicated specifically to Eva Franklin High. Um, Tri-County was looking for one. I was, we just couldn't, we couldn't do it. I could not take another officer and put them in there. They agreed to a deal that we were able to come up with an intermunicipal agreement for 50% they would pay in the town as well, and that's how I was able to hire another officer to be able to just split their time between Franklin High and Tri-County, that's all they do. He might be, you know, morning, afternoon, and then some days he might do a full day, you know, Monday at one school, Tuesdays at the other, but um, Officer Paul Green, that's all he does is a high school in Tri-County. It's worked out very, very well. Great, thank you. Thank you, Councilor Colby Ledger. Councilor Chandler. Through you, Mr. Chairman. I just, for the taxpayers listening, that's a good deal that we're getting 50,000. Nice job with that negotiation. Yeah. Nice. It's a definitely good deal for the taxpayers to get that money back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Chandler. Any other, uh, Councilor DeLocco? Uh, thank you, through you, Mr. Chairman. It's not, not only it's, it's a good deal for us, but it's good for the kids to see yeah. a police officer like Paul Guarino, who's excellent with, with kids and everything, and makes them more comfortable, and that makes the chief's job a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll 
second Councilor DeLocco. Councilor Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I also agree this is an absolutely brilliant deal. Uh, Paul has really been phenomenal with the kids in Trent County. I saw him in action working with many of them. He's a very patient individual. And I give him kudos and the whole department kudos for putting this together and, and allowing it to happen. It, it, it services both high schools really, really well. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt that Paul had a construction business at one time as well, so he fits right in yeah. some of the different things going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, thank you, Councillor Jones. Any other councillors? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-01. A majority vote required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 23-02, ratification of the memorandum of agreement between the Franklin Police Association employees and the Town of Franklin. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23-02, ratification of the Franklin Police Association contract be resolved by the Town of Franklin, acting by and through the Town Council, hereby ratifies provisions the attached Franklin Police Association collective bargaining agreement which have been ratified by the Franklin Police Association employees. The provisions of the agreements uh, shall be in effect from July 1st, 2022 to June 30th of 2025. This resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Charter. Move resolution 23-02. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, Jamie. Uh, through you, uh, Mr. Chairman, to the council, um, this would be the final vote um, and ratification of the uh, collective bargaining agreement with the patrol um, from uh, July 1st of 2022 through June 30th of 2025, um, as we outlined uh, in executive session in December. Thank you, Jamie. Questions or comments from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-02. Again, a majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 23-03, ratification of the memorandum of agreement between the Franklin Police Sergeants Union employees and the Town of Franklin. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23-03, ratification of memorandum of agreement between the Town of Franklin and the Franklin Police Sergeants. Be resolved by the Town of Franklin, that combined through the Town Council, hereby ratifies the provisions of memorandum agreement between the Town of Franklin and the Franklin Police Sergeants regarding changes to the detailed language in the collective bargaining agreement. This agreement has been ratified by the Franklin Police Sergeants Union. The provisions of the agreement shall be in effect from July 1st, uh, 2023 to June 30th, 2025. It shall become part of the existing collective bargaining agreement in this resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Room Charter. Move resolution 23-03. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, James. Through you, Mr. Chairman, through you to the council. Uh, this also, same as I just mentioned a moment ago for uh, patrol, this will ratify uh, one provision change that is commensurate between the patrol and the sergeants that needed to be updated. I just want to note for everybody here and folks watching at home that the uh, uh, our Sergeants Association did ratify their contract uh, last July. Um, so this is just a tweak as we outlined uh, in executive session in December uh, of one piece that uh, needed to be updated based on the control negotiations. Thank you. 
further discussions from the council? Uh, Attorney Sorrell. Uh, just for the record, I'd just like to correct the start date on this is rent. It's January 1, 2023. That's accurate, actually accurate. The provision that they're ratifying starts on January 1st, 2023. That's okay. okay. That's what it says. No, yep. it read July. No, it says July. No, he read July. Oh, he read July. Oh. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. The next one as well as January. Right. Any other questions or comments? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-03. Again, a majority vote's required. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion counts. Resolution 23-04, ratification of the memorandum of agreement between the professional firefighters of Franklin and the town of Franklin. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23-04, ratification of memorandum of agreement between the town of Franklin and the professional firefighters of Franklin. Be resolved by the Town of Franklin, acting by influence Town Council, hereby ratifies the provisions of memorandum of agreement between the Town of Franklin and the Professional Firefighters of Franklin, the International Association of Firefighters, Local 2637, regarding changes to the promotional process. This agreement has been ratified by the union. The provisions of the agreement shall be in effect from January 1st, 2023 to June 30th, 2025, and shall become part of the existing collective bargaining agreement. This resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Charter. Move resolution 23-04. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, Jamie. Uh, through Mr. Chairman to the Council, this again, uh, I just want to note for the folks watching at home, uh, the firefighters did uh, ratify their full contract uh, last summer. Uh, this was a contractual provision and a tweak that needs to be made to the uh, promotional exam process uh, as we outlined in executive session uh, last month. Thank you. Questions or comments from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-04. Again, a majority vote's required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 23-05, police station building committee charge. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23-05, Police Station Building Committee, whereas the Town Council would like to renovate and replace the existing station located at 911 Panther Way. Now, therefore, the Franklin Town Council hereby establishes the Police Station Building Committee as follows. One, the Town Council has determined to appoint uh, no more than 11 members of the Police Station Building Committee, including the following representation and nomination selection criteria. A, three members of the Franklin Town Council. B, Chief Police or their designee, C, the Town Administrator or his, his designee, uh, D, Director of Public Facilities or their designee, E, Executive Director of the Metacom Emergency Communication Center or MEC, uh, Regional Dispatch Center or their designee, or F, one member of the Department of uh, Staff who is male, uh, G, one member of the Department of Staff who is female, and H, uh, two members at large, with one member having background in engineering and one member having a background in construction management. Town Administrator shall nominate all 11 members of the committee membership to be ratified by the Town Council. The Chair of the Town Council shall select the Chair, Vice Chair, and Clerk. Terms of the committee shall be through substantial completion of the project. And three duties of the committee are as follows. A, select a designer for the needs, analysis, and design. B, 
reevaluate all potential expansion and renovation options for current and future needs of the Franklin Police Department. Uh, C, present the proposal to the Town Council for approval, and D, once approved, oversee the project until substantial completion. This resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Rule Charter. Move resolution 23-05. Second. Motion and second. Discussion, Jamie. And take a breath, Mr. Chairman, we're here. Um, so the folks at home know um, this has been a long time planning. Um, uh, and um, I put in the packet the last two building committees the town approved that were non-schools um, uh, for municipal buildings, uh, which was the library and the senior center. Um, and just for kind of comparison, just so folks who've never seen these before, it's been a while since we've had a building committee. Um, and uh, and uh, at the uh, wise uh, policy of the council um, a few years ago, uh, you uh, set aside $150,000 in a capital account for us to be able to hire uh, at least the original designer. The bad news is, in, during the pandemic, the, folk, the individual that we've worked with for many years retired, good for him, bad for us. Uh, but we all know uh, Mr. D'Angelo has about as deep of a network of uh, great people as possible. So uh, I'm looking forward to get this started. I just also want to note that for a lot of the committees that are being considered tonight, um, scheduling is going to be uh, exceptionally complicated. Um, these things are going to take a while. Um, uh, building projects like this can take years. I know, Mr. Chairman, you know, many of you know, but I just want folks at home to know there's no Lego set out there where we can just resurrect it and put it up quick. It will take a very, very long time. Um, and, uh, and so uh, this is great news and I'm looking forward to getting this started. Um, and happy to uh, answer any questions that folks may have. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Questions or comments from the council? Council Frontillo. Yeah, just a quick clarifying question, just because it's going to come up a few times. Um, town council members, uh, because this is going to last longer than the term, um, if they then no longer uh, become a, a town councilor, um, do they retain their seats? Does someone else retain? Can they become a citizen? You know, uh, is there a formal process, or we figure out when we get there? It's a little combo. Uh, three, Mr. Chairman. Uh, right. uh, you know, yeah. feel free, feel free, Mr. Chairman, to leapfrog me on this. I know you've done just a few of these in the past. I've, been lucky enough to do a couple uh, in my career uh, when school in the library. But um, if you look, uh, Council for Jello, provision number two, terms of the committee shall be through the substantial completion of the project. The word substantial completion of the project is a legal, is actually a, pretty much a legal or regulatory term um, where you kind of hand over the project to the general contractor and then they hand it back to us and then there's a formal process in which the property and the building kind of are inspected and, and kind of off the book. So um, the point would be is that the committee that's appointed would be there uh, throughout. And I think in the past, what I've seen professionally, um, you know, to defer to Mark and Tom, uh, certainly is some people who are elected officials who get on any committee may decide they don't want to be on it anymore for whatever reasons. And you kind of naturally, kind of, it kind of naturally works itself out to some degree um, through the process. So some people stay on forever through it, um, and some people continue their volunteer service, and some people just decide that they've had enough and they, and they pass it over to a new, uh, a new elected official. It doesn't, I just want to make sure the public's clear, it doesn't have to be that way, uh, but that's traditionally, I think, the way it's worked in the past, but I defer to Mark and Tom, too, for 
Any feedback on that? Yeah. Well, that makes sense to me. Thank you. Okay. Good. Thank you. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any other questions? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-05. Again, a majority vote's required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 23-06, uh, Subcommittee for Arts and Culture Initiatives. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23-06, Establishment by the Town Council of Subcommittee for Arts and Cultural Initiatives. Pursuant to Paragraph 25 of the Procedures Manual of the Franklin Town Council, the Town Council hereby establishes the following subcommittee to consist of three Town Council members for the current Council term or until earlier dissolved. One, Subcommittee for Arts and Cultural Initiatives. This resolution should become effective upon the passage in Oh, and the subcommittee shall expire on July 1st, 2023. Move, move resolution 23-06. Second. Motion and second discussion, Jamie. Thank you, Mr. Chair, so this is just a simple subcommittee. Uh, I think the objective would be to have a, a few meetings over the next uh, several months. I do want to make sure everybody's aware uh, here and at home, the master plan committee, which I think is the next one up, mm -hmm. uh, or a couple down the, down the list, um, will have a pretty comprehensive subcommittee process, and that is really a key feature, that the subcommittee that gets started later this year has a very large list of stakeholders that can get together and present a 10-plus year vision for arts and cultural development in the community. I think many of us, including some of you, actually all of you probably on the council, have heard from a lot of people that um, they feel like there's a need to have a bridge between now to that process um, and I think the subcommittee fits that void. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. And again, uh, I'm glad you explained it that way so that people understood that this is this group, the subcommittee we're putting together, is kind of a bridge uh, to get us to that next point. And that's what the intent of it is for. Uh, I know we had a couple of questions prior to once the agenda went out. So, any other questions or comments from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-06. A majority vote's required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 23-07, Master Plan Update Committee. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23-07, Master Plan Update Committee, whereas the Town Council desires to update the 2013 Town-wide Master Plan. Now, therefore, the Franklin Town Council hereby establishes a Master Plan Update Committee as follows. <coughs> One, the Town Council has determined to appoint no more than 13 members of the Master Plan Committee, including the following representation of nomination selection criteria. A. Three members of the Franklin Town Council. B. Two members of the Franklin Planning Board. C one member of the Zoning Board of Appeals, D, one member of the Franklin Conservation Commission, and E, six members at large. Two, the town administrator shall nominate all 13 members of the committee membership to be ratified by the town council. The chair of the town council shall select the chair, vice chair, and clerk. Terms and committee shall be until the delivery of a final report to the planning board for their consideration. Duties of the committee are as follows. A, review the current master plan and existing planning documents, data, and achievements. 
B, identify the key issues facing the community in the next 10 years. C, assist the identification of existing conditions and conduct trends analysis. D, recommend goals and objectives related to Franklin's future. And E, develop a clear action plan for the town of Franklin. And F, a, make a final report to the planning board within 18 months from the date of ratification of the committee members. This resolution shall become effective according to the provisions of the town of Franklin Holden Charter. Move resolution 23-07. Second. Motion and second. Discussion, Jamie. Uh, through Mr. Chairman, uh, through the council, um, pretty, pretty boilerplate uh, local government stuff. Master plan, for those out there that don't know what it is, it's generally your overview community uh, plan uh, on a host of issues. Um, the last one was done in 2013, so we're ready for an update. Um, again, uh, at the wise policy decision of uh, the council, the funding for the consultant to help the town staff with this over the next 12 to 18 months, this money has already been set aside. Um, so there's no additional funding uh, as of now that's needed. Um, I just want to make uh, one point to anybody out there who is interested in serving on this as a citizen. Um, do not put your name in the hat if you don't have a lot of time. Uh, it may seem like it's a simple thing, but this is an extraordinarily complicated and time-consuming process. It is not just a few meetings. It's homework in between, it's reading, it's falling asleep while you're reading, waking up. Um, and so for anybody interested, uh, there'll be a, a form going out in the next few weeks to see if there's interested citizens. But um, I'm looking forward to getting the process started. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Jamie. Questions or comments from the council? Councilor Frondello. Yeah, thank you. Uh, for, so I, I think so much of this is uh, Fantastic. The only one that, that stood out to me uh, is that the ZBA and planning board feels duplicative in topic. I think uh, ZBA could certainly end up being the, the best candidate, but it feels unnecessary to mandate or that they be the next candidate. There are three people with planning expertise uh, that were appointed, and there are many other uh, planning board people. I, I would like, I would make a motion to amend it to uh, schools. I think that schools are a, a member of the school committee. Um, I think schools are an important process, a part of you know, our vision and where we're going, especially if they're talking about redistricting. You know, the impact of where we develop um, is, is very neatly intertwined with where we um, set up our schools and, um, and how they're thinking about redistricting. So that would be that. I would also accept a, a friendly amendment to you know, housing authority, uh, seniors, agriculture. I think that there are a few other pieces that uh, will likely come through the citizen pieces, but it feels uh, unnecessary, unnecessary to have both the CBA and the board. So anyway, a motion to amend uh, the CBA to school, the member of the school committee. Is there a second? Second. Motion and second. Discussion. Jamie. Um, I would say, uh, obviously, this is well within the purview of the council to comprise the committee however they see fit. Um, for those that have been through a master planning process, traditionally, most of the stakeholders you just mentioned, Housing Authority, Municipal Housing Trust, um, School <coughs> Committee, and others are actually invited or brought before the committee to hear their expertise on things. Mm -hmm. So the other thing I'd be cautious of is I think it's worth you know, postponing or at least talking about maybe getting an opinion from the school committee about whether any of their members want to serve or whether they have the time to serve. 
The last point I would make is the redistricting from the last update I saw from the superintendent at the finance committee meeting in December, um, the redistricting analysis is intended to be completed in April or May of this year. And so I think like the open space plan, the housing production plan, um, a variety of other elements and the redistricting will all be components that the master plan committee, I am sure, will bake into the master plan. One of the things that people, I think, that haven't been through a master plan process um, should at least understand is the master planning committee is not the dictative element. They don't tell basically how to do things or what to do. They're really a board of directors. They're similar to the council in the fact that you're the facilitators of and you give us the policy to implement, correct? Um, the master plan committee is really the facilitator and invites in all the other community stakeholders. So the logic, at least with the seven that are there from the various committees, uh, three, four, yeah, the seven, is that those are the main permitting agencies for the town that deal with, you know, a fairly good size of what a master plan is. It's not just housing, it's not just commercial, industrial, and development, it's also facilities. It is redistricting, it is unquestionably demographics that will be going through. Um, I do think a lot of that will hopefully be compiled by then, um, but traditionally those, those, those singles are brought in. I will say for reference, just so I'm clear, so the folks that all know, if you go back and look at the master plan charge um, from 10 years ago, there is a, the Municipal Affordable Housing Trust was a member uh, of the master plan. And the reason why that was was because at the time they actually had a lot of money and they had a lot of discretion and a lot of, of say in terms of where affordable housing was going. 12 years later, 10 years later, that's really changed quite a bit. And so they're not as, uh, uh, they, they just don't have as much role in that. But they will, they will, the Affordable Housing Trust and the Housing Authority will be invited in, I'm sure, at the right time. That's just my you know, professional comments, but again, the council is more than within its purview to restructure this committee uh, with the composition of membership, however you like. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. Other questions or comments uh, on the amendment? Uh, Councilor Comia Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just, I know the motion's already been seconded, but I want to add my support because I think optics are very important and I think um, inclusion is important and I think we would be uh, criticized highly for not including um, our school committee somehow in this process. Uh, so I would just echo Councilor Frangelo's concern about at least one member from that body. I do agree uh, with our administrator that maybe it needs to be tabled to see if they're willing to participate so we're not forcing work on them, um, but I, I do think it's important. Thank you. Uh, Councilor Chandler. Through you, Mr. Chairman. Um, thank you for making the motion, Councilor Frangelo, but I, I don't think it's necessary that we bring the school committee into this. They, we're not being brought into all that stuff right now, <laughs> so I just feel like they have plenty to do, they're redistricting right now, it's a lot of work, and I don't know, there is no optics. We don't need to do this. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Fungel. Councilor Pellegrini? Uh, I tend to agree with Councilor Chandler. Chandler, all of the committees in them will be invited before this committee, and rather than to have so many more people on a committee, it does get unruly sometimes, the more and more you add on, they will be part of it, they'll be part of the meetings, okay? And without putting that extra burden, as he said, we can do redistricting and all, so. Thank you, Councilor Pelegrini. 
Any other comments from councilors? Okay, the vote will come on the amend on the amendment to amend the original motion of one uh, zoning board of appeals to reflect one school committee instead. Okay. Uh, could I have a comment? Are we still? We're sure. Still discussion. Yeah. I was about to ask, but because I didn't see any hands, but go ahead. Yes, uh, thank you. I, I will say, you know, if, if certainly have the consulted school committee, if, if people feel uncomfortable with that, I would also feel comfortable with a uh, to make the second one a ZBA member or other planning board member. It just feels strangely restrictive to have it be one of three. Um, you know, last time it was two planning board members. And we didn't have, we happened to have a ZBA member appointed as a public land use committee member. Uh, but that, it just feels unnecessary and restricted down to that. If we want multiple planners to maybe have that be a planning or ZBA, people feel like that, feel more comfortable with that, I'd, I'd be happy to accept it. Somebody want to offer a friendly amendment to uh, Kobe's amendment to be either a zoning uh, board of Appeals or another planning board. Yeah. I'll second that. So, so uh, uh, schools are out. Like that, that, that's, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I'm, I'm just if you. this if <laughs> if this friendly amendment, uh, he's accepted it. So uh, now the vote will come on the amendment to change the uh, zoning board of appeals uh, member to either. A zoning board okay. of appeals member or another planning board. Okay, I get it now. Yep. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the book. Sorry, can I just ask a clarification? So that, in essence, could mean three planning board members then. That's correct. Which I don't think is what Councillor Franciola was suggesting. But maybe I'm. I think I'm okay with three planning heads uh, being on it. I, I would also be okay with it being an at large. It just feels like. You know, we have a body of nine planners. ZBA is a small body that gets tapped into a lot less, and they might very well be the most qualified candidate. It feels weirdly restrictive to place that on them, and it's, I think it's why they didn't do it last time. You want to speak to the amendment? Through you, Mr. Chairman, really quickly. So, so then basically what has to happen is the ZBA and planning board would have to get together to decide who that's They would have to appoint together. So I think you either, um, um, you know, yeah. you, you kind of have to define it. It's not as if you have to. You, the council can certainly approve it either or. I'm just letting you know that, and it may not be a laborious process for the ZBA or the planning board to decide. Yeah. Uh, but if there's conflict, um, yeah, you know, then all of a sudden we're stuck. And, um, you know, and that's why the clarity of it, I think, is important. Thank you. Attorney Sorrell. I would just add my perspective what the uh, zoning board member brings to the table. What the zoning board of appeals does literally by their title is evaluate the zoning and its application to particular activities, businesses, individuals, and determines whether it's working or not and grants relief as necessary. So they actually bring a practical how is it working background to uh, to a uh, committee such as 
Okay. Any is it council applied rate? Just a question. How many members do we have on the planning board? Again. Seven. Five. 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 One alternate. Five and one alternate. We put down another planning board member. We can't do that because they're not going to be able to discuss things at a meeting. Well, I'll raise the potential issue of yeah. four. Like, yeah. we can't do that at other right. meetings. All right. It just stood out to me. Uh, you know, Mr. Chairman, can I, can I ask a possible to be one member of the planning board and one member of the zoning board of appeals and then add school committee to C. Would that make everybody's concerns? Because it doesn't change the total number doesn't change the total number of people on the group. It still it still keeps us at nine. It just allows that item number two to be either or for planning board and zoning and then it does bring in the school committee which a few of us are voiced we would like to see. Right, and there's a few that have voiced they do not want to yeah. add mm -hmm. the, yeah. the school. Yeah, I'd say either we make it at large or we just vote down the amendment. That's. Um, I was going to say really quickly that, that I don't want to put her on the spot, yeah. but I'm now going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chair of the school committee is there. No, I don't know call. if she's prepared or not prepared. Probably not prepared to speak, but <laughs> seeing how the school committee just, you know call, I don't just throw it out there. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Denise, are you uh, are you on if you I'm, are? We're I'm done. here. Yes. Yeah. Is that is that something that you think a school committee member would commit that amount of time to? Um, through, through the chair, um, I do think that um, we could have a school committee member um, rep represented on the board if the council decides to vote that way, yes. Okay. Thank you, Denise. Uh, thank, thank you. So, we now... <laughs> yes, sir. I think you need some clarification. Yeah. What motion is on the floor? I, I, and that's it's what so I was cool. about to do. I just, and I clarified it a minute ago. The motion that's on the floor is an amendment to name either a zoning board of appeals or planning board member in that position right that's the motion that's on the floor so uh, i would ask for a vote on that amendment we would just withdraw that some the maker of the motion can withdraw yeah. So who made the motion? I'm, I'm, well, yeah, your, that's not sure. Brian, uh, right? somebody offered a friendly amendment right. to uh, right. I offered to the friendly amendment. Yeah. So <laughs> I offered the friendly amendment. Ted, if you withdraw the friendly amendment. No. Brian. Does. It was Brian. Brian seconded Kobe. It was Brian. Yeah. It was Brian. I don't want to. You don't want to withdraw because I don't want this. I don't I want to wait. Yeah. I mean, if they would like to take me on the redistricting committee, I will accept them. We're going to work your way. Back. I'm going to work. We're going to work our way back okay. to the original, original motion here. So, uh, so we can't. if the feeling right now is that a zoning board of appeals 
and or a planning board member. Uh, what I'm going to do is ask for a vote on that. Right now. Right now. Yes. So all those in favor of that position being a member of the Zoning Board of Appeals or another planning board member signify by saying aye. I think you have to vote one or the other. No, you can't vote either. In the vote, I mean? Yep. Yep. Okay. All those opposed? No. No. Okay. So that motion is now, that amendment is now off the floor, and we are back to the original motion, which is a Zoning Board of Appeals member. Okay. So not that friendly amendment? No, because a friendly amendment. Uh, got it, got took it. away that other. Uh, mm -hmm. okay. Okay? okay. So we are back to the original motion, which is two planning board members and a uh, zoning, board. zoning board of appeals member. Two zoning board. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have to change this to fourteen. No, 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 no. Where is still at thirteen? Just what you read on the paper is what we have. Just as it was presented. 13 members. We add another member. We're not adding another member. They were replacing the Zoning Board of Appeals member. Okay, so we're going three, two, one, one, and six. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any further discussion? Council Comey. Yeah, Mr. Chairman, I just go back to my other comment. Did my friendly amendment get wiped out? Yes. So if I wanted to bring that back, I bring it back now? No. The vote on the friendly amendment of zoning board or planning board failed. Right. So you can't bring that back. I wasn't going to bring that back. That's okay. not what I suggested. Okay. I, I had suggested amending number B and, and uh, letter B and letter C. Okay. Then make the motion. Okay. Why well, would the motion being to change the language for letter B to one member of planning board one or one member of zoning board of appeals and letter C member of the school committee. Is there a second? Seeing that that amendment fails. Okay. So we are back to the original motion, which is two planning board, one member of zoning board of appeals. Seeing no further discussion. I'll make a motion to amend to have that be a seventh member at large, and we remove the, and just allow him to choose from wider pool. Okay. I just, there's there, so many other interests I, that. I, I understand. I understand. Mm -hmm. You made a motion. Is there a second for that motion? Seeing none, we are back to the original motion, mm -hmm. which is two planning board, one zoning board of appeals. And, the, and everything else. Is everything else is the same. So the, it's exactly how it's presented uh, in our packets. A majority vote's required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Yes. Motion carries. Okay, next item, resolution 23-08, Davis There Building Reuse Advisory Committee Charge. Clerk will read the resolution. 
Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23-08, Davis-Thayer Building Reuse Advisory Committee, whereas the Town Council desires to establish a Davis-Thayer Building Reuse Advisory Committee to evaluate potential strategies and future uses for the building and parcel of land the building is located on. Now, therefore, the Franklin Town Council hereby establishes the Davis-Thayer Building Reuse Advisory Committee as follows. The Town Council is determined to appoint no more than nine members of the Davis-Thayer Building Reuse Advisory Committee, including the following representation and nomination selection criteria. A, three members of the Franklin Town Council, B, one member of Franklin Planning Board, and C, five members at large. Town Administrator shall nominate all nine members of the committee membership to be ratified by the Town Council and the Chair of the Town Council. So I shall elect the Chair, Vice Chair, and Clerk. The terms of the committee shall end on December 31st, 2023. Duties of the committee are as follows. A, conduct an assessment of current conditions and possible uses. B, conduct a market appraisal of the property. C, engage community stakeholders and citizens' input through a public listening series. And D, evaluate potential future uses and make a final report to the Town Council by December 23rd, 2023. Resolution to become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin. Charter. Move resolution 23-08. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion. Jamie. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, through you to the council. Um, again, uh, just like the other committee charges, uh, just lays this all out. Um, and just for the folks at home that I know are very interested in this, uh, really quickly uh, check out the memo that we did. Um, you know, again, we've already been able to put some funding aside uh, to be able to do the analysis. Um, and as folks saw at the last meeting, um, there's still a lot of work to be done inside. There will be a capital request put forth to the capital subcommittee next week in the finance committee um, to uh, look at a market appraisal as well as uh, to hire a moving company um, to move out uh, some of the stuff that's in Davis there, at least organize it in a better fashion. So uh, I think the rest of it is probably pretty self-explanatory, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Thank you. Questions or comments from the council? Uh, Councilor Cormier-Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So this is just a point of clarification. I, I may, they may very well be called Castle Booze and Associates, but I'm just, I think they're probably Castle Bro Bros and Brothers. Castle Booze. No, it's actually, it's Castle Booze. So, so that, that is the B -O -O -S second name. B-O-O-S is the last name. Yeah. 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 I, I apologize. That's, that's <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm glad that's not a thing. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> I've worked with those architects. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> uh, any other uh, Councilor Jones? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I think the Davis-Thayer building, obviously myself, having had all five of my children go to the Davis-Thayer, really holds uh, a lot of heart for many people. I know yourself, and a few other people in the town have a real vested interest in how this building ends up being used in the future. Um, I will state that being kind of a you know utilitarian myself, um, it would be nice to see the building put to use. But I do also realize its age, and, and I do hope that ultimately whatever choice we come to is within the best financial choices that we can make on behalf of the town of Brentwood. Um, I do know that just having established a cultural committee, uh, that in my opinion that would also be one one of the good uses that building would be could be uh, could potentially be used for. But there are obviously multiple other types of uses that this type of committee would, would ultimately decide. Uh, I definitely look forward to see where the direction uh, of that building goes, and then we'll be watching this one closely. Thank you, Councilor Jones. Councilor Pellegrini. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, just wondering, we uh, have at a, <clears throat> sorry, um, the ZBA, 
Do we want to put a member of the ZBA on here for uses in that of the building? There's, I don't see any, I don't think the ZBA will have any role. You don't think that we have them in others here, so. In the master plan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but okay, I yeah. just thought perhaps it would have been a good one to add to it. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Council Blagrey. Any other councilors? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-08. Again, a majority vote's required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. <laughs> this is a tough one. Resolution 23-09. Town Administrator Evaluation Subcommittee. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 23-09. Establishment by the Town Council Subcommittee for Town Administrator's Evaluation, pursuant to Paragraph 25 of the Procedures Manual of the Franklin Town Council. The Town Council hereby establishes the following subcommittee to consist of three Town Council members for the current Council term or until early dissolved. Uh, one Subcommittee Town Administrator Evaluation this resolution shall become effective upon passage and shall dissolve uh, January 31st, 2023. Move resolution 23-09. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, Jamie? It's just a lot of unnecessary bureaucracy that, you know, we need to cut the fat out of government. I don't know why we're setting up these committees. Uh, you know, ridiculous. Uh, we know the answers. No. Uh, you know, it's a contract provision, as you know, Mr. Chairman. Pretty straightforward. Thank you. It is a uh, contract obligation. Uh, so, any other questions or comments from Council? Councilor Jones? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I can certainly see why the town administrator needs evaluation. <laughs> He's Thank here. <laughs> Any other questions or comments from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-09. A majority vote's required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Resolution 23-10. Gift acceptance, police department. $5,050, Veterans Services Department, 2,600, clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm very happy to read this resolution, 23-10, acceptance of gifts for the Police Department and the Veterans Services Department, whereas the Police Department and the Veterans Service Department have received generous donations in the total amount of $7,650 to be used at the discretion of each department as follows. Donation summary, Police Department, $5,050. Uh, gift account, $5,050. Donations to be applied towards the purchase of safety equipment and training to augment wellness programs, offices, and to support community-related programs. Veteran Services Department, $2,600. One Municipal Assistance Fund, $1,600. Donations to be used at the discretion of the Veteran Services Department through the Municipal Assistance Fund for support of local veterans and their families. Two, gift fund, $1,000. Donation to be used at the discretion of Veterans Service Department through the Veterans Gift Fund for support for local veterans and their families. Uh, the list of all donors is included in the um, January 4, 2023 Town Council Meeting Agenda Packet. Now therefore be it resolved that the Town Council Town of Franklin on behalf of the Police Department and the Veterans Service Department gratefully accepts these generous donations to be used at the discretion of each department for the purposes noted above. This resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Charter. Move resolution 23-10. Second. Motion and second. Discussion. Jamie? 
I uh, just want to thank, uh, in particular, Frank and Lorraine Kadelka uh, uh, for their incredibly generous donation of $5,000, um, as well as the uh, Milford Disabled uh, American Veterans and Tracy and Malcolm McLeod um, for each donating $1,000 to the Veterans Funds. Um, we're a very lucky community. I mean, it just feels like it feels like we have to do those peg votes for the cable company all the time. And we do these all the time, but I feel like these always make up for it because it's just incredible generosity all the time. So um, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank, thank you, Jamie. And obviously, uh, our community is just so supportive of a uh, town and our town, uh, departments. And we can't thank them enough for their continued generosity. Any other questions or comments from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-10. Again, a majority votes required for the last time this evening. <laughs> Next to the last time. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Town Administrator's Report. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, subcommittee reports, I believe the only subcommittee that's met is EDC. Uh, Councilor Hamlin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yes, the EDC and the EDC Plus met tonight. The EDC is has um, is moving a lot line cleanup to the council. It is um, probably one of the last multi-parcel cleanups that will come before us. So we've got through this long list, which is great. Um, and the EDC Plus met a little bit after that. In one of our discussions, we were trying to get through a bunch of really important things, and we decided that we didn't want to feel rushed. So we're going to try to plan a longer meeting, hopefully on the 25th of January. We haven't figured out the time yet, but we will definitely let everybody know um, so they can um, watch along and have fun with us. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Councilor Hamblin. Uh, anything, Gatra? Councillor Frangillo. Yeah, so just, um, there were, Gatra previously had three different operators across its area. They moved to one, um, and they just chose who that would be. They called Nation Express. They had, Nation Express purchased Keesling, which had been operating one of the three. Uh, so Nation Express is the next contractor across the entire uh, yeah, that's certainly a good thing. Thank you, Councilor Frangillo. Okay, moving on, future agenda items. Councilor Cormier Ledger. Nothing at this time. Councilor Chandler. Nothing at this time. Councilor Plagley. Nothing at this time. Councilor Frangillo. Nothing of the sound. Councilor Sheridan. He's always smiling. He's always smiling at me, so I skipped him. <laughs> he was shaking his head, too. Councilor Hamlin. Nothing at this time. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Councilor Jones. No, sir. Councilor DeLuca. No, sir. Okay, Councilor Comments. Councilor Sheridan. Uh, this is happy to meet everybody. Thank you. Councilor Frangillo. Happy New Year. Um, anyone wants to talk to me or yell at me or anything, I'm going to be seating myself at Intermission Cafe uh, 8 to 10 next Monday. Uh, I'd love to hear you and hear from you and uh, see you there. The council is invited? 
Counselors are very much invited. Right. Yeah. Only four. Yeah. Yeah. Staff? Yeah. Staff too? Uh, thank you, Counselor Frondillo. Counselor Hamlin. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just wanted to say Happy New Year to everyone. Um, and also let people know that on January 14th, that will be the next indoor farmer's market uh, at Vermont Food Farm from 10 to 2. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Hedlund. Councilor Flagry. I wondered if perhaps we could have the archivist for the, from the museum come in to be introduced. Sure. That would be a good idea, huh? Because I haven't even met her yet myself. I've gone up there a few times and she hasn't been there. So. Yeah. Her friend Bobby Deluxe. <laughs> she gets me every night, so don't worry. <laughs> Marketing person. Could we have her come in so we can see what she's been doing? Sure. Really. All right, that would be that would be good. And wondering if um, you're looking into a put you yeah, you would appoint um, a library, friends of the library. You know, um, if we can get a group together, remember they've all ended. And we certainly don't want that group of friends to, to die completely. So if we can get new people in there, because they've, they've uh, collected so much money from the library, we need a new group. The, you mean the Franklin Library Association? Yes. Isn't it the Friends of the Library? Well, there's two. I didn't. I didn't know if the friend. I don't think the Friends disbanded, but I just want to be like clear. Right, that's not. Book one has dissolved. Frank FLA. FLA, Franklin Library. The, the, they're nonprofits. Not we, the Friends. Yeah. We, we have nothing. We that's that citizens go off and do that on their own. We so don't. We don't do anything. So we can't encourage in any way for that group to get reestablished. I. Obviously. I hate losing all that money for the library. Well, they didn't. They gave it all. They gave it all to us. No, no, no. I know oh, that, okay. but I mean, I'd like to see a continuation now. You know, I, of some new people. I think uh -oh. we have. I think we have. I. I just. I don't think that the town maybe. government should be sponsoring. Well, maybe we should check out, but We should see how she'd like to handle it. Then. Sure. Okay, that might be good. Yeah. Um, and. I know that we're going to be bringing forward the oldest resident in Franklin, which is a wonderful thing to do, you know. Um, and I know who he is, but we're not going to announce it, I guess, yet. But um, we will see. Do you have any idea when that's coming? Um, I was just told by the town clerk the other day that there was a new oldest resident. I hadn't. Um, Talk to her about she, she didn't bring up any we didn't have a discussion about when they were coming to a council meeting i'm not sure this person is going to be able to come to the council meeting sure we'll certainly read the proclamation in that here that's sure. what we always did absolutely okay. yeah um, i'll get that from nancy i'm sure she and does and what else did i say no i think that's about it thank you very much mr chairman thank you councilor Blakery. councilor chandler through you mr chairman um Happy New Year. Um, as you saw tonight, this is a good group. We can disagree and everything's, and then work it out right away. It's a good group. Very happy. Um, I'd like to thank the uh, school committee too for listening to some of our stuff. And, um, <laughs> and tonight, when those kids came in, I gotta tell everyone, you, you gotta, 
be so happy when you're with your young kids and go through all these sports and everything. I mean, just all the stuff. You just got to cherish it. Is that the word I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. I mean, the parents were so happy and the kids really made my whole night. It really did. So that's it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Chandler. Councilor Cormier-Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I certainly want to echo Councilor Chandler's comments that it was great to have the kids and parents here. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to everyone that made the uh, proclamation possible. I know it meant a lot to uh, not just that team, but to the parents and, and to the league, uh, because they really do put a lot into the program. Um, one of the things I wanted to comment on uh, during council um, hours at the Senior Center, after we, we had our meeting and then we had council hours in December, so we haven't got a chance to talk about it, um, the Senior Center staff brought to our attention that there's five, really four individuals in one family uh, currently seeking services from the Senior Center that are homeless. Um, and I just want to say, um, Huge kudos to the Senior Center staff, to Rep. Roy's staff, to uh, Senator Rausch's staff, to the Health Department, to everybody that is pitching in uh, to help with showers, with clothing, with food, with housing alternatives, even though none have presented themselves. They are trying. Mm -hmm. But it was very humbling to hear that we have residents in our town that are living in tents and that are sleeping in their cars, that um, we, I think we take for granted how much we have and we need to just be cognizant that there are some in our community that are struggling. And I did wanna thank all of the staff and volunteers that are coming to those people's aids and I hope that we are able to find them some sort of better solution uh, because I don't think anybody should be facing the cold of this winter living in a tent or living in their car. So again, thank you to them and happy new year. Thank you, Councilor Comey-Ledger. Councilor Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, just happy to be to everybody. And um, looking forward to the challenges of 2023 next time. Thank you. Councilor DeLocco. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, a couple things. Um, I have to actually piggyback on um, uh, Councilor Chandler and Councilor Comey Allegra um, brought back a lot of memories as I, you know, as I, I you know, a long time Pop Warner coach and two time Super Bowl champ. That when these kids came in, I, I look at the, my kids now and how big they are and see them in, well, let's say bar rooms now. But, restaurants, bathrooms, uh, <laughs> whatever. Oh, I saw those kids and how small they were. I was like, I just can't remember how small they were. I can't remember back then, you know. Uh, but again, the the parents and you develop friendships for the rest of your life as, as I have with Council Chandler. Uh, but um, again, with the uh, with the homeless issue, we are actually had one that passed away last week, he was homeless, and, and uh, you know, and, and God rest Council Bizanti's, um, myself and Council Bizanti went up there to try to give him some help a few years ago, and uh, he just wouldn't take it, no matter what we, no matter what we did, we tried, and we tried, and, 
he was just perfectly happy doing what he did, and uh, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't healthy for him. You know, so I, I, I commend the senior center and everything that they do because they are great down there. Um, Jamie, uh, I got a phone call from um, people up on Pine Ridge, 101, 103. The road was done, and now they, I got a couple pictures they sent me, I'll send it to you. Sure. If you could send Mike up there to look at it, because I guess when it rains, they just don't know if, it, if it's finished or what the next part, you know, are they gonna fix it because Jets running into their driveways and it's you know making big ridges and stuff like that. So, if you give me some clarification on that for them, I I appreciate it. Sure. But outside, if you have a couple of pictures, just text them and I'll, I'll text them to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I appreciate that. Okay. And uh, and everyone have a happy New Year. Thank you, Councilor Delarco. Uh, just a couple of things uh, before we adjourn. Uh, obviously. Uh, Having the kids come before us, I'd like to thank Councilor Tony Alleger yeah. for uh, uh, arranging that so that the kids could come in and we could recognize them properly uh, in front of the entire community uh, watching. So uh, thank you for that. And those are the fun things that we mm -hmm. get to do. A lot of what we do isn't a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, it can be a lot of work, so when we have those opportunities, uh, I really cherish them. And uh, I thank the uh, parents and the kids in the organization for giving us the opportunity to congratulate them uh, for a job, very job very well done. Uh, tonight we made a start, uh, what I think is a very good start to 2023 by the formulation of the committees that were uh, voted to move forward mm -hmm. this evening. Uh, the, the charges are good. Uh, we're off and running and I look, you know, we, we saw the, uh, and talked about the uh, council goals, the two-year goals that we put into place mm -hmm. last year. And after a year looking at those goals and seeing what this council, along with our town, our administration, along with our department heads, and every town employee has done to get us to this point, we're doing some great things here. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do going forward. And I think it's a great challenge for us uh, as we go into 2023 to uh, take them on. And I'm sure this council is ready and prepared to do that. Happy New Year to everyone. I would entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Non-debatable. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. 
If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.